you know, if you don't show up on Instagram for a week, you have to go like back and do it all over again. With Pinterest, it's okay. <laughs> it's building a foundation that will keep working for you. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. It is absolutely no secret that I love Instagram. I'm a big fan of the platform. I love connecting with people there. I love creating the content. I love seeing what other people are doing and scrolling for way too long, sometimes going down rabbit holes. But for the most part, I love it. I think it's a great platform. And when used properly, can be a huge asset in your business. But it's no secret that Instagram can be really draining. Uh, I think especially over the past couple of years, that constant connection, while helpful sometimes, can also be a bit of a detriment. And Because Instagram is this wheel that keeps on spinning, we can start to feel like we can't take a step off of the wheel. And it's it's just exhausting. There's no other word for it. So having other things in place in your business that are able to kind of keep moving, even when you want to take a break, to keep generating sales, to add people to your email list, I think that those things are really important. And that is essentially how I met today's guest, Addie. Addie is a Pinterest expert and analytics strategist, and I met her actually on Instagram about a year ago, maybe a little less now. And um, she's been working in my business for about nine months managing my Pinterest. And it has been doing so well, thanks to this woman. She is an absolute queen in the realm of Pinterest. She's such a fun follow on Instagram, and I'll link to everything in the in the show notes, and we'll mention it on the episode as well. She does such a good job of really breaking Pinterest down and um, helping you understand why it's a good fit for your business, why it's important to have something besides just a social medium like Instagram, um, and how Pinterest can help grow your business, especially when you're not wanting to be as active in it. And we all go through stages like that, right? Like we all go through periods, whether it's um, once a month or a couple times a year or whatever, where we just want to be a little bit more unplugged. And I also think that Pinterest can be a really killer way to make your content stretch farther. The content that you're already creating for Instagram or your email list or your blog, that content goes so much farther on something like Pinterest. And so that's what we're talking about today with Addie. Hope you enjoy. Addie, thank you so much for joining me on Take It Personally. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. So um, for those of you who do not know Addie, I will let her introduce herself in a second here, but we connected via Instagram. I mean, what was it? We've been working together for about nine months now. Yeah, I think in January, maybe. I think so too. Yeah, so we connected initially on Instagram, and Addie has been doing my Pinterest for a while now, and she's like just such a delight to work with and so fun to follow on social media because she absolutely knows her stuff. So really excited to have her here today to talk all things Pinterest. But before we do that, Addie, go ahead and introduce yourself. 
Yeah, so my name is Addie. I am a Pinterest manager and Pinterest strategist, and I work with coaches and online entrepreneurs um, to grow their traffic and their leads and their sales with Pinterest. So that's really what I'm all about. Awesome. So talk a little bit about your background. Like how did, you know, I, I think a lot of the time in the online world, Instagram is kind of like the big sexy thing that everybody talks about. And Pinterest is this hidden gem that I think not enough of us know how to utilize. And so how did you find Pinterest and start using it for business? Yeah, so I first found Pinterest back when I was in college. I was going to school. I went to school abroad in Scotland for all four years of my my college life. Um, And so I was traveling a bunch and I had this travel blog that I at some point decided I wanted more people other than my mom to read. (laughs) Um, So I was joining all of these Facebook groups and doing all of the Googling, you know, all the things that you do when you like first start something and are trying to figure out what to do. Um, And everyone was saying that Pinterest was a great way to drive traffic to your blog. I said, okay, I'll try this. (laughs) I tried it out. I had some pretty good success just on my own. I took a couple of courses and eventually I was able to like Drive. I think at the highest point, um, I was getting about 15,000 sessions a month from Pinterest alone. And that was the kind of traffic that like allowed me to do all of this really cool stuff, like go on press trips and make money from affiliate income. And my plan had been to just do that after college. Um, but I graduated back in June of 2020. <laughs> um, so traveling and travel blogging really wasn't a very viable plan at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, So I had to do a little bit of a pivot and I got into just doing Pinterest management for other bloggers and for online business owners. Um, And from there, really using the skills that I had built on my own blog to help other business owners grow their own businesses with Pinterest. So cool. So when you start working with a new client, or maybe even when you were at the very beginning stages and you're, you know, trying to figure out how to make this work on your own Pinterest account, what are some of the first things that you do? Yeah. So I think the the first thing that you really want to do when you're getting started on Pinterest, and this is what I did sort of in a roundabout way, because it took me a while to figure it out when I was doing it on my own. Um, but it's, it's optimizing your account and making sure that all of your boards are related to what you create content around. So for me, that was like only having travel boards instead of also having like my wedding board or whatever, Right. you know, creating boards that are really tailored towards your people um, and what they're searching for and then optimizing those using keywords. And we can kind of get into a little bit more about, you know, why you want to be using keywords and why Pinterest is a search engine um, and what, the, what all that means. But yeah, optimizing your account is really the number one thing. So before we get into how it's a search engine, which I think is a really important thing to talk about, uh, I think, you know, when I talk to clients about Pinterest and using Pinterest, especially to grow like website traffic, they get a little standoffish when I tell them exactly what you just said, which is what you taught me. You want to make sure that your boards are really focused to your niche and um, focused. I think that's probably the best word for it. And I think I probably did the exact same thing that they do, which is like, well, what about my recipe boards? And what about my home, um, home inspo boards? And, you know, I can't just like, I still want to be able to use Pinterest for personal things. What would you say to someone like that? 
Yeah, so the great thing about Pinterest is that you can make boards secret. And this is what I do with a lot of my clients who have a bunch of other boards that they still want to be able to use, you know, to save their recipes or whatever it is. So you can just go in and make those boards secret. And you still have access to them. You can still pin them. They're just not front facing to the public so that people aren't like following you, a photographer, for your recipe boards. Right. Because they're not. Go- yeah. 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 <laughs> That's not something that people would expect from me. And not the type of content that I need to give them. And yet I still probably on a weekly basis, usually on Sunday when I'm looking for recipes, like I still pin to those boards, you know, but they're just, they're for me. Like they don't need to be for anyone else. So yeah, I loved that I could keep all of those like hot mess boards that I've been Mm -hmm. creating since 2008 or whatever, but they didn't need to be like out and in public and all of those things. They can just be for the purposes I need them for. Yeah, exactly. So why would a business want to be on Pinterest? Why is Pinterest a good platform for business owners to consider? Oh my gosh. Well, there's so many reasons. Um, but for me, I think it comes down to kind of three, three main reasons. And then one like overarching reason that goes into all of the three reasons. Yeah. Um, so the, the three biggest reasons are right, that it's, it's a great way to drive traffic to your website or to whatever it is that you want to drive traffic to. So whether that's blog posts that you want people to read, podcast episodes that you want people to listen to, YouTube videos that you want them to watch, like whatever it is, it's a great way to just drive traffic and increase your audience. It's also a great way to get more subscribers on your email list, um, whether that's sending them straight to the landing page or your email freebie, or whether that's like sort of ingrained, not ingrained, but like incorporated within your blog posts or whatever it is, getting people onto your email list and also just making passive sales. This is one huge thing that you can do with Pinterest, whether it's making passive sales after you've had them on your email list for a while, or literally just making a passive sale right off of Pinterest. Those are three huge things that you can do with Pinterest that you can't always do with other social media platforms, right? Instagram is very contained within itself. And it's hard to get people off the platform. With Pinterest, for the most part, and it is changing a little bit with idea pins and all of that, but for the most part, it is still very much a platform which is designed to get people off the platform. Yeah, totally. And to your website. And the, the larger overarching reason why I really feel like people should be on Pinterest is because it's something that you can set up for your business and kind of have it running. And once you've got it going and you know, you still have to pin pretty often, but you can schedule that out. You can batch it. It doesn't take a lot of time. Once you have that going, it's able to continue generating traffic for you months and even years down the road. I know one of my pins from my travel blog, I pinned like five years ago and it still gets traffic every single day, despite the fact that I don't keep that Pinterest account really up anymore because I'm not traveling. And I'm not doing anything with it, but that pin is still driving traffic to my blog. And that's powerful. Like that's the kind of thing where, you know, if you don't show up on Instagram for a week, you have to go like back and do it all over again. With Pinterest, it's okay. (laughs) It's building a foundation that will keep working for you. I think that that's why I love Pinterest so much. And obviously I love Instagram, but it, it, it can be really, really exhausting, especially if you're not in the right headspace for it. Um, You know, I think a lot of us over the past couple of years have experienced different levels of 
burnout and exhaustion and imposter syndrome and just really negative mental health issues, I guess, because it's just been a difficult couple of years. And to have to really fight past that and continue showing up on Instagram and continue like showing up on stories and all those kinds of things, it can be really exhausting. And yet, if that's where your business is built, you can feel kind of chained to it. With Pinterest, that's not really the case. Um, Like you and I have had some pins that you've done for me, exactly what you were just saying, that they've gone viral, but it's like months after the fact and after, you know, being pinned that initial time or whatever, like that foundation is there and it just kind of continues to get better and better. And yes, you have to, you have to feed it, right? You have to do things certainly. Um, But it's a little bit less like maybe active than Instagram can be so frantic (laughs) and Pinterest isn't like that. Yeah, exactly. I think the beautiful thing is like, if you forget every once in a while, it's okay. Like Pinterest will still be working in the background for you, um, which is really beautiful. (laughs) Totally. So you talked a little bit about pinning frequently and batching content, scheduling that. Can you talk a bit about that process and um, how either how you do it for clients or how you recommend people get started if they're trying to do their own? Yeah. So once you kind of got your account set up and optimized, um, the biggest thing that you're going to want to be doing is creating content and that's creating pins. So those are, you know, the images that link out to blog post recipes or whatever it is. So creating those pins and your pins are created of a couple of different parts. There's the graphic and then there's also your title, your description. um, And those are really SEO keyword optimized. And so for my clients, what I do is I kind of batch them month by month. So I write out a content calendar. I'm like, okay, these are the pins that I want to pin on these days. Then I do the keyword research, create the images, write the descriptions to make sure that they're, you know, good. And then I can schedule them out using a tool called Tailwind, which is a a scheduler. Um, And I can schedule out a month's worth of pins in usually a couple of days worth of work, which is really, really great, right? Because once you've got that done, you don't have to think about it again for the next month. That is awesome. And the the platform you use is called Tailwind, correct? Yes. Cool. We can link that in the show notes. Um, I actually started using Tailwind even before I was working with Addie. And now obviously she uses it for me, but it is absolutely a platform that even if you do not have a Pinterest manager, you don't have one yet, Um, It's a platform that anyone can use, anyone can uh, figure out. Yeah, it's great. Talk a little bit about keyword research and the importance of keywords. If someone's listening and they're like, okay, I really don't even know what you're talking about when it comes to SEO. Like, what does that even mean? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so SEO stands for search engine optimization. Um, And it's a practice that you use with maybe if you want your blog posts ranking on Google, or in this case, if you want your pins ranking within Pinterest search results. And so one thing to remember is that Pinterest is not a social media platform like Instagram or Facebook. People aren't going there to, you know, check what their friends are doing. People are going to Pinterest. They're maybe scrolling through their home feed to see what's coming up. What they're probably doing and what they're doing the majority of the time is going to that search bar and typing in what they're searching for, whether that's weeknight recipes or whether that's branding photographer or how to start an email list, whatever it is that they're typing into that search bar. 
And so your goal is to show up in those search results. And to do that, you want to be optimizing your pins and your boards and your profile with these keywords that you want to rank for. So if you have a blog post about how to start an email list, you can then create pins and optimize those pins with the keyword, how to start an email list, or in this case, it's a, a, you know, a long tail keyword, a longer phrase. And doing that will, over the course of time, right, it takes a couple of months for Pinterest to index that, allow you to start ranking in those search results, which is what's going to bring that traffic year after year. Very cool. So if someone is trying to figure out what type of content they should be putting on Pinterest, what's a good way to do that, to kind of do that research? Yeah. So what I always try to tell people is to really get into the head of your ideal client. So really think about when they go to Pinterest, what are they searching for? And once you kind of have an idea of what they're searching for, and we'll stick with the example of how to start an email list. If they're a newer entrepreneur, they've heard about email lists, they're like, I don't know how to start this. Are they going to like go to Pinterest and search for email list providers? Or are they going to go and search for how to start an email list? They're probably going to search for how to start an email list. And that's when you can then start going into Pinterest and doing research based on what you think they're going to be searching for to find the keywords like how to start an email list. And doing that is essentially just... I mean, you're, you're basically opening up Pinterest and kind of pretending that you're that person, right? You're typing in the search bar, different search terms that you would expect your ideal client to make. Exactly. So it sounds fancy. You guys, you know, do this, do all this research, but it's pretty simple. And I think Pinterest makes it really simple. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you know your client, if you know what they're struggling with, doing your keyword research should be easy. Totally. So you mentioned a few of the different things, like why you love Pinterest and why people should be on it. The fact that you can like make money on Pinterest and that kind of thing. What does that look like? Like it's, that's such an amazing concept to be able to use Pinterest to make money in your business. But what could that actually look like? How would you start working toward that goal? Yeah. So one of the things that I try to teach is building out your funnel. Um, and this this gets a lot more like business teaching than it is just Pinterest. But it's it's making sure that you have a way for people to move from discovering you on Pinterest to actually making the sale of whether it's a product, a digital product or a course, or it's coaching or services, whatever it is. So you know you want to make sure that you have some free content for people to consume. It could be blog posts, Instagram posts, podcast episodes, whatever it is. And then having a way for them to get on your email list with your freebie. And then from there, that's probably where you're going to make the majority of your sales. It is possible to make passive sales directly from Pinterest to your product. But more often than not, it's going to be they're going to get on your email list from Pinterest and that's where you'll make the sale. And then from there, having whether that services or coaching that's less passive or if it's a product or a course or a membership selling that via your email list. And then the other thing that you can do is create what I like to say is more like truly passive Pinterest income, which is when you sell something straight from a Pinterest search to sale. And this usually is a lot easier to do if you have something that's lower ticket, like 
under $100, under 50 preferably. And you can create pins that literally just link to your sales page. And if those start to rank for the search terms for people who are looking for what you have to offer and they're looking for a solution for that and they want it, they'll buy, right? Um, which is another really beautiful thing about Pinterest is, is people are actively searching for solutions to their problems. And so if you have the solution via this product, then they'll buy it. I think that that's really key. You mentioned it earlier, how Pinterest is essentially a platform designed to get people off of the platform. And email, I think, is similar to that, which is why mm-hmm. they work so beautifully together. Um something like Instagram, and especially just the way that that app is set up, people are staying there. They're not really leaving. And so figuring out a way to get people, if you do have your largest audience currently on Instagram, which is probably going to be a lot of listeners, um, figuring out a way to get them, you know, off of Instagram and into another place where you kind of uh, have more like direct access to them. Because as we know, with Instagram, you know, it could, it could shut down, it could stop working, you could be logged out of your account, a million different things. So having another way to contact them is really, really important. And so when you talk about starting this email list, and then using Pinterest to grow an email list, um, I think that that's a really smart business move period, like you can still use Instagram, you can still um, spend time there, create content there. But don't let that be your only thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think I have a single client whose only thing is Pinterest. They have Instagram, they have Facebook groups, they have their other things. And Pinterest is that extra thing on like the cherry on top, right? It's, it's adding that, that passive stuff, the passive traffic, the passive sales into your business on top of what you're doing on social media. I think when we talk about adding something else, people get a little overwhelmed because I'm already creating all this content. You know, you you told me that I needed to make reels and now you're telling me I need to be on Pinterest. Like, oh my gosh, when's it going to end? Something that you do so well that I did not, I think it maybe took me a bit to realize you were even doing it. And then I was like, my mind was blown. You repurpose content from other platforms. So talk a little bit about that, how you don't necessarily have to recreate the wheel on Pinterest. Yeah, so the beautiful thing about Pinterest, right, is that its whole purpose is to drive traffic to other things, whether that's a blog post or an Instagram post or whatever it is. So not only are you getting more eyes on the content that you're already creating, but things like idea pins can literally just be repurposed reels or repurposed blog posts. And you don't want to just like take your TikTok videos and slap them on Pinterest. You want to do it a little bit more, more strategically, right? But you can take reels that are teaching something and turn that into an idea pin. You would take a blog post and take the headers and turn that into an idea pin. Repurposing your content on Pinterest is really easy and that gives you more bang for your buck, really, right? You're already creating this. Why not get more people (laughs) to see it? Absolutely. So for those who don't know, and I actually didn't realize that was what it was called, but talk about what an idea pin is. So an idea pin is newer. They were introduced a little over a year ago now. Um, And they were originally called story pins when they were in beta. And then they were, yeah, they were, they were called story pins. And then they recently launched to like everyone who I think has a business account. 
they're now called idea pins. The name change is, is, I think, largely just to more differentiate them from like an Instagram story, right? Because it's not something that goes away after 24 hours. But they are pins that are like slides, right? So you can upload a video and then upload another video and another video, kind of more like a carousel post almost than an Instagram story is the way I like to describe them to people who are more Instagram focused. Um, where you're teaching something or you're showing them how to do a recipe. Yeah, like top ways to do this thing, um, stuff like that. And they don't have links, but they're a really great way to grow your following on Pinterest, which is becoming more and more important. Yeah. So to create an idea pin, if you want to repurpose content from something like Instagram, how do you do that? Do you just download it from Instagram? Yeah. So if you have like a reel or a TikTok that you want to repurpose into an idea pin, um, what I always do is I literally just search like Instagram reels downloader and whatever comes up first is what I'll use. Um, you know, the somewhat little bit sketchy websites, but they do the trick. They do the job. Um, yeah. yeah. To, to download the reel or the TikTok without a watermark and with the sound and all, all of that good stuff. Download that and then I upload it as an idea pin. And if it's something that's teaching a little bit more, sometimes I'll add on a couple of extra slides with more like elaboration or with maybe the caption, stuff like that. Very cool. Okay. Oh, I'm learning things. <laughs> Okay. So Addie, if someone is listening to us and they're like, okay, yep, I'm sold. I want to go. I want to figure out how to use Pinterest for my business. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but like, what's their, what's their step one? What's their first thing that they do? Yeah. So I know I said earlier, step one was optimize your account, but in order to optimize your account, you really need to like know what you're optimizing for. And so what I always try to get people to do is like, make sure they know their funnel before they get started on Pinterest. And so I have a free mini course. It's called Plan to Profit. And it's all about mapping out your funnel for Pinterest. And it teaches you kind of how Pinterest works to drive traffic and drive sales and takes you through the process of reverse engineering your funnel back to Pinterest so that then you can go in to your Pinterest marketing with a strategy, which is super important. It's so important. I have created so many freebies over the years because I wasn't totally sure where I was going, like mm-hmm. <laughs> what direction I was going in. And I mean, some of that is going to happen. The first thing you create is not going to be like the amazing thing that your business is built on. I mean, maybe it will be. That's amazing. It was not <laughs> for me. Um, no, and not I, for me either. <laughs> it was a very roundabout way to get here. <laughs> so having the ability to kind of what you said, reverse engineer, I think is really, really helpful. Even if that doesn't land you in the exact right place, the first time that you do it, it's going to get you that much closer as opposed to just creating freebies to build your email list and creating pins and like not really knowing what direction you're going in. Exactly. I think the beauty of not having started yet on Pinterest, if you haven't, or if you've done a little bit, but you're still kind of trying to figure it out, is that you have the opportunity to go into it with a strategy from the very beginning. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. So where can people find this free course? Yeah. So the free resource, you can sign up on my website. I, the link is addygray.com slash free course. And I'm sure we'll put the link in the show notes as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you can also find me just on my website, addygray.com or on Instagram is where I spend a lot of my time. I find that people who are interested in learning more about Pinterest generally aren't on Pinterest. So 
I've got to challenge myself and put myself on Instagram. So that's where I am. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this. I feel like there are so many tips in this episode where people will be able to really get started on Pinterest and maybe help kind of demystify it a little bit um, and start using it with a purpose instead of just for recipe pens. Even though I love a good recipe pen, recipe (laughs) pens are great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So thank you so much. This is wonderful. We'll put all the information um, for the free course in the show notes. And then, um, oh, mention where people can find you on Instagram too. Oh yeah. My Instagram is at Addie Gray Digital. Awesome. And highly recommend following her. You guys, her content is so good and relatable. And I think it'll inspire you to uh, look into start using Pinterest for your business too. So thank you so much for being here today, Addie. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.